Welcome to the Success Journey Show. Let's travel together through the lives of individuals on the road to success. Hey, what's going on, travelers? It is Ricky Ventures and Marlon Madden, and we are back with you for another episode of the Success Journey Show. What's going on, Marlon? How you doing today, bro? Oh man, I'm 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 hype. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. How you doing? Uh, man, I am like a scattered. I feel like I'm all over the place right now, man. It's trying to excitement, you know, at the same time, you know, uh, uh, managing a whole bunch of different things, a whole bunch of things in the air. So it's a uh, a good feeling, but at the same time, it's one of those where I need a I need a beat just to uh, just to process everything, man. That's that's what I'm yep. feeling right now. Yeah, totally on. Totally understand it. Um, yeah, yeah. Same thing. I have a lot of stuff going. Yeah, Marine Corps yeah. side plus personal side plus, you know, different business ventures. And um, and for me, New Year, um, it's funny. I ran into, I talked to a different a client I sold two houses to. And mm-hmm. he's like, oh, you have another one? I was like, yeah, I have another one in Detroit. He's like, oh, you want to sell me that one? I was like, no, I'll think about it because I have a duplex in Detroit also. So I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I want to think about it. He's like, oh, I want to pick your brain about some real estate stuff. I was like, okay. So I talked to him um, tonight. But um, then, you know, just different stuff. At the top of the year, I'm used to having at least one deal, um, purchasing one deal already and going to the fixing phase to sell it soon. So. Um, just looking forward to that. Uh, we have to go definitely go look at the property to lock that in to see the finishing touches of that. So we can, yeah, yeah. You know, there's some things we got to wrap it on. So there's a lot of stuff on the plate and we just have to, like you say, scattered all over, but at the same time, it's a uh, organized chaos. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. 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 It, it's a, it's, it's fun, man. I'm, I'm, I'm not complaining about it. I know it's just part of the process um, and it's an exciting part, but you know, it's a, one of those parts where it's like, it's critical. Cause it's for me, when I get to this point, I, I like to have things strategically, you know, lined up and planned out here. Okay. Well, this is what we're doing. This is what I'm doing here. This is what I'm doing there. This is what I'm doing here. Um, so when everything comes in at once, I got my brain has to now take it and uh, section it off. All right, this goes here, this goes there, this goes to this thing, that goes to this thing, it's the follow-up for that, it's the follow-up for this. Um, and I love it, but until all those things get into their different places, it's all jumbled up in one, you know? So yeah. it's, um, nah, nah. Because, but you know, it's funny, because some people, they retreat in times like this. Um, and they feel overwhelmed and they go to sleep. You know, I'm just gonna go to sleep, I'm done, you know? <laughs> Um, but one thing I learned years ago is you just just do a couple things. Just do a couple things here, do one thing there, boom, and just keep lining it up because you'll get out of that fog, you'll get out of that um that that space of unknown and clarity will come, but you just gotta keep moving forward. So yeah, yeah, yeah. We are um I don't know when you guys to hear this one, but we were just in Chicago when you saw that episode where we interviewed Tom um, Miller. Uh, in Chicago the weekend and it was cold so we're glad to be back in uh, uh, beach weather 40 degree weather <laughs> <laughs> that's how I felt today when I was going out <laughs> it exactly felt out. like it. it felt like it so uh, we're glad to be back in that um, and I do not plan on ever going back to that that area during the winter time if I had oh yes nah, stay away I, not happening. Not hey. happening. So, but yeah, man, we're gonna jump right into it to our next segment, and we will bring our guests in. But before we do, just always remember, you can go to our website, the Success Journey Show, and there you can see all of our previous guests and shows, and also you can see uh, our shirts, books, things of that nature. Go ahead, check them out. Dream, drive, discipline, diligence. Um, people, people love the, the shirts when they see them. And yep. hey, it's a message, man. It's a lifestyle that we're pushing. So yeah, we will uh, be here and we're looking forward to just sharing this next segment with you guys as we bring on our guests.
right, everyone. Like I promised, the best part of this show when we bring on a guest to share the behind-the-scenes journey uh, to their road to success. And it's none other today. We have none other than Martin Signs. And Martin, we just want to thank you so much for joining us today. How are you? Good, good, Ricky. Thank you for having me on and look forward to uh, spending some time with you and Marlon. Man, it's definitely, an honor definitely. to have you with us. Honor. Honor to have you with us. So why don't you start off by just sharing um, a little bit about yourself? Sure. So um, my name is Martin Sines, and I live in Sarasota, Florida with my wife and four children. And, um, you know, I am age-wise, I'm 48. And uh, I've been financially free for a while. So that mm. means uh, I work because I want to work. And yes, uh, so I've been I've been blessed in that regard. And um, but this show is about the journey. So uh, we can we can get right into it and and kind of oh. share that 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 journey. Oh, I love it. Ricky, you said Sarasota. You know, I used to be down in Florida, right in that area. I used to go to Sarasota all the time. I have a house up in um, Hudson, Florida. OK. Right up the way, right top side, um, north of our, that north, yeah, north of Tampa. So, okay. yeah, you used to go down to Sarasota. Sarasota is pretty nice. Sarasota yeah. is pretty nice. Yeah, yeah, we, yeah, we enjoy good good quality life down here. Nah, okay, definitely. It. Hey, I know we said we we're going to talk about only journey too, but after we get into that journey, we definitely want to leave our, our, our travelers. We call them travelers because we believe everybody's going on our journey with us or we're going on our yeah. journey with them. So we definitely want to leave them some tidbits about um, the information, because I know you got some very pertinent into information about uh, financing and also uh, mortgages and all these different things. And we can teach, talk to them and teach them about that financial freedom and how to obtain that. But we want to know the man behind the myth, the legend and everything else. Yeah. So we definitely want to want to get into your story, man. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, I did I did the corporate job. Uh, gig for a few years out of um, after getting an MBA in the early 2000s and um, you know my wife and I we just realized it wasn't for us and I think that uh, a lot of people kind of have, have felt that along the way where you get locked into a company you're you're probably making that company a lot of money and um, you know putting in a lot of effort to kind of grow that company, but you're not feeling the value. You're not feeling this reciprocal. And so, um, you, you know, there's a level of frustration. And so as a result, um, my wife and I just decided we needed to do, um, you know, have a business for ourselves. And so um, I quit corporate America and um, my wife and I launched a federal contracting company in 2005. Mm -hmm. selling goods and services to the federal government. And mm -hmm. uh, it really took about a year before we determined what it is we wanted to do. And it was a lot of soul searching. Um, <laughs> and, but, you know, my, you know, of course you're developing mindset. So you're doing a lot of uh, self-education. Um, you need a lot of motivation. So there's a lot of Tony Robbins and, you know, all those good guys. <laughs> but, uh, I like Tony Robbins, uh, Jim Rohn, Les Brown. Yeah. Yes. Know, these guys are all like near and dear to me and I yeah. still listen to them and get teary eyed. And, yeah. uh, <laughs> yeah. And then, uh, and then also too, you know, just kind of forming disciplines. And I, I think that was kind of the start of, um, what my wife and I did to, to kind of get out of the gate. Love it, man. You know, when you say that, man, it's, I, I'm getting chills. I started getting chills when you said financially free and working just because you want to. That's when I started getting chills. And then as you started sharing your story of, hey, you tried the, the corporate route and you came to a realization that it wasn't for you. And you said, hey, we're going to try, you know, government federal contracting. Mm -hmm. And they took you a year to get to that point of figuring it out. You know, it's good in summary now, right? It's good in summary. Yeah. In I'm like, yeah, hey, you know, it took us a year to figure it out, you know. Uh, I quit my job, you know. It yeah. sounds great, you know. And But tell us a little bit, you know, some of the, the ups and downs, you know, the emotional high of saying, hey, I'm on my own. Yeah. Or, um, um, I, I'm an entrepreneur. 
I don't even know we were really saying entrepreneur <laughs> at that point back then. You know, I had my own business. And then also that, that also the other side of that emotion of, oh man, what am I doing? Uh, yeah. How am I going to figure this thing out? Like, talk to us about that. Yeah, I think the first thing that, that I had to let go was pride. And so when you're working a corporate America job or, or you're working something where there's a lot of status around it, so what's your position, how much do you make, and, and yep. there's all this, that's your worth, right, in the whole pecking order. And so um, you go from that to um, where where you're self-employed and you know, everything that, that, that you have to kill everything that, that you, you bring to eat. And so there's a whole humility because there are a lot of times you're not killing anything. So, <laughs> so you're not eating anything. And then you're, you just feel like, so for one, you feel like you're, you're on the fast track to going broke and, you know, beyond mm. broke. And then, so that hits your pride. And then, and then things like, um, you know, going to the grocery store and, you know, you got food on the conveyor belt and you're like, I hope the card goes through. And then, <laughs> and then now you're, you know, like at first, you know, that's stressful, but then you're able to kind of laugh about it later, and joke with the clerk and everything else. And, and so, because you're, you know, you're, you're, you're kind of chipping away at your pride, you're, you're gaining humility. And I think that's one of the, one of the biggest things because, that prevents people. People are so caught up in social status and where they're at and how they look to the neighbors and everything else. And, and so you have to let that go. And, mm. and then maybe you sell the car you have because, you know, you need something more economical where you don't have a car payment and you just kind of reduce your lifestyle because um, you really have to kind of gear up to bootstrap the whole process and uh, that starts forming your mindset. It starts putting you in a state like Les Brown talks about being hungry and staying hungry. You know, puts you in that state of mind. Hungry, yeah. Where you're staying <laughs> hungry, <laughs> and then uh, and and so yeah, and then you start kind of living that, and um, that's that you need you need that almost transformation before you start forming the disciplines. Disciplines mm. is the next thing after humility, I think. Mm. Wow. Wow. So, you know, a lot of people are going to hear, hear this, right? And it's, and it's the top of 2022. So they're going to say, hey, I listened to the Success Journey show. Martin <laughs> said to quit my job. I'm quitting my job tomorrow. Yeah. I'm going to tell my boss, I don't care about the cell phone you give me. I fly <laughs> on the jet to go here. I'm starting my own thing. However, what they're not going to do is hear about the part about being broke and all these yeah. different things, and they haven't prepared, <laughs> they haven't prepared themselves um, financially. Talk about, I love that you said you and your wife did this together. So talk about the nest egg or the cushion that you guys created, or if you created one, when you, when you were going to venture into this, um, uh, into this realm. Yeah, I'd say that the, the cushion was um, a negative 225,000 in debt. That was the nest that we were kind of living because we we had to buy equipment, we had to buy um, you know all you know all these types of marketing materials and everything else to get the business going. So we were deep, like we're out of the gate. We were really deep in debt. Um, we had just gotten married, so so um, the in laws gave us a gift like seven thousand dollars. But I think it was more like charity. You know, that was kind of like. <laughs> Bad you need this. Yeah, yeah, and and it was uh, so it was a real trying time financially, but um, we learned to uh, manage our money by just not having much money. So that mm. that's a good good attribute because then sometimes people go from zero to hundred financially, and then and they're not able to manage their money well because they they like you said you know you guys are all about the journey. If you don't go through the journey. In, in a comprehensive way, then you're not going to appreciate, you know, what you have at the end. It, it just may, it just may leave you. Mm, I love that, Martin. You know, and as you're saying it, I see a lot of things in, in my own life of going through that similar thing of, you know, grocery budget. Grocery budget is slim. You know, you're not going out there getting ready to spend a whole bunch of money. You said you have four four kids, and I don't know aware of on the journey that you had the kids, but I, I can imagine they all eat very well. 
And uh, I just can add up at times, you know, especially in the earlier years um, when you guys are still building. And um, yeah. just about building that discipline early and understanding what it looks like to gradually grow and build and knowing what you actually kind of need to live off of versus what you want to live uh, off of. Um, that, that's amazing. T tell us a little bit. Oh, I didn't mean to cut you off. Go ahead. No, no, no. Just just okay. in terms of the discipline, um, it, it really is doing a lot of activity that you don't want to do. And and until you until you learn to love to do it. So um, there was one Memorial Day weekend and it was Monday and my wife and I were up at like two to three in the morning working on a project. And I just, I just remember that time where, you know, I'm just like, wow, if I had a job, you know, none of this, we wouldn't be going through this toy, you know, toiling away and just kind of grinding like how we're grinding. And um, what's interesting is that is that it was around the time where a few months later we had bought our first commercial building in 2009. So, um, so I remember kind of those times where we had the late nights and, and it was just exhausting and, but it was still, it was forming discipline. And then a few months later, I, we bought our first commercial building and moved our company into, and then the landlord called, called me and said like, well, why, why would you want to move? It's you know such a good place that you're in right now. And I said, I'm, I am you now. Like I am, I have my own building now. And, you know, just like you have this building, I go, so, so we're at the same place right now. And I just kind of remember that and it was kind of liberating. And, um, then it just kind of started on the road from that point of uh, kind of building some real estate assets. Oh, love it. Man, I, so, you know, along with the journey, we love real estate here on the show. We love entrepreneurs, but I'm, I've been doing real estate. Um, Ricky, you know, Ricky, he, he don't think he's been doing real estate, but he's been, he, he has, he has bought houses and now nice. we're doing um, investment properties, an investment property. So, a lot of people don't understand tying something like buying a commercial building to growing your company. Explain to them why did you why 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 the concept of buying a commercial building and at the same time how did it benefit your business um to propel you to where you are today? Yeah, it's the, it's the long game. I mean, there's just no other way to put it. You know, you, other than you're getting appreciation, depreciation, you're writing off interest, um, you know, and all those great things that come with real estate. It's really the annuity play, where whereas you're buying property and and you're and you're and, and the properties, you know, you want it to cash flow, and and then eventually own it free and clear, and then maybe sell it with seller financing or do or just sell it outright at a, at a later point. So, it's a great. It's just a great annuity play. I don't know that there's many investments that are are as good as uh, as real estate. However, what it does to your mind is what's the most powerful thing. So every time you know, Ricky, you guys, Marley, Mar you guys buy a property, your 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 mindset is just kind of elevated at that point, and mm. and even subconsciously, you know, you're kind of building you're building that empire in your head and mm -hmm. it goes a long way for future purchases. And so I think there's this real snowball effect with real estate yeah. mentally as well as physically. I love that you put that together because, you know, Rick and I, Rick and I, we talk about this all the time and how, you know, of course the tech industry is blowing up. So you're, they're making a lot of millionaires. But, you know, real estate had made more millionaires than almost every industry or if every industry that there is because of what the, 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 the different um, characteristics of what real estate does. Uh, you talk about also about um, note interest um, yeah. investing. Uh, how, did, how did that come to play with the note in, um, investing and real estate and everything else? Yeah, so in 2013, uh, we sold our company, our government contracting company, mm. and we had we had a uh, portfolio, or we still do, of real estate holdings that we self managed, mm. 
And so I was really looking for something new at that point. And at the local real estate club, I ran into a note investor. So what that is, is essentially, you know, mortgage loans that are already pre-originated. Um, they, they circulate in the secondary mortgage market. You can buy them in a performing state. You can buy them in a non-performing state where they're in default. Either way, you're just kind of, there's a lot of buying and selling of these, of these mortgage assets in the secondary mortgage market. So I got exposure to that. And um, I really thought that, again, I kind of I lost my way humility-wise because I kind of thought that I knew so much from real estate investing. So I could just jump into the mortgage loan side and just tear it up. But then I really got hammered initially when I put out, you know, I put out about 240,000 to start. And uh, I just learned everything that I didn't know. It just kind of a lot of trial by fire. <laughs> but what I did find though with mortgage note investing is I can buy mortgages where the homeowner hasn't made a payment in four or five years. And I can, because I purchased these loans in a, at a discount, I'm able to work with the homeowner in a compassionate way, help them get back on their feet with a loan modification and help them keep in their home. And while creating a long-term stream of cash flow for myself and my company. And that's been my business model for the past nine years. And it's um, allowed me to retire financially free, kind of what I, what I started the podcast with. But the good, the 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 um, social good in it is that we're not displacing families. We're doing everything possible to keep people in their homes, and, and so there's a real feel good aspect to it. Mm. Mm. So, man, I I love this. So, can you can you ex? And I know you went into the a little bit more intricate for myself because this now I'm understanding that I don't understand. I'm at the place where mm -hmm. you were. I don't understand everything about real estate because now I'm saying a uh, 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 note investing. I've never even thought of that as idea in terms of owning people's notes. So you're saying there's somebody that has had uh, four. Uh, they're still living in the house. They haven't foreclosed yet, but they haven't paid on this note um, in four to five years. And then you come along and you acquire this note. How does it, how's it beneficial for you in terms of uh, monetary wise? Yeah. So if you take um, like a hundred thousand dollar loan that was originated at Wells Fargo or some other mm -hmm. lending institution and, and the homeowner stops paying because, you know, they got divorced or something happened health wise, they lost their job um, over time that lending institution is probably going to bundle that into a tranche and sell it into the secondary mortgage market to a hedge fund like okay. ours. And so the hedge fund's going to, going to buy that hundred thousand dollar loan for let's say 30, 40,000. So they're going to mm -hmm. buy it for that amount, but yet a hundred thousand still owed. And so, um, then okay. we're going to make contact with the homeowner and work out a loan modification, figure out what they can afford, um, you know, work out a payment plan, help them get back on their feet. And then we've, uh, in essence, created a long-term stream of cash flow for our, our company as a result of, um, you know, helping the homeowner back on their feet. Wow. So there's a $70,000 so $70, equity once you purchase that uh, once you purchase that note and your your game, not game, you're 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 hoping or you're saying, I'm gonna talk to this to this homeowner, put them on a payment plan. Now, because it's you bought it for thirty thousand, are you able to bring their their mortgage down so they can afford it and pay over time? Or how how how, do, how does the how does the conversation happen between you and the homeowner? Yeah, so I mean, we can make um, concessions for the homeowner. Um, you know, we we have all the rights and responsibilities of the originating lender, so we can make adjustments. We'll extend out the terms. We've you know, we can lower the interest rate. We can lower the principal balance. You know, there's a number yeah. of things that we're able to do. Obviously, we have to do it so that it makes sense for us financially. Correct. We can't, Correct. you know, we're we're in business, but 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 we have to the whole objective is to do it where it's a win-win 
the homeowner gets a payment that they can afford because if they can't afford the payment, they're not going to, they're going to stop paying again. Right. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. And so, and so there's a, there's a, a great deal of due diligence that's involved. It's just like buying a rental property on the real estate side. Um, you know, you're, you're figuring out what the tenant is paying, what the tenant should be paying, okay, and, you know, the quality of the tenant for the type of property, um, you know, deferred maintenance, you know, needed upfront maintenance, you're figuring all this out before you make purchase. So you kind of know what you buy before you buy. Mm-hmm. We have the same uh, due diligence criteria on the mortgage loan side understanding what the collateral is that's the property and the homeowner and their ability to pay and we make determinations before we purchase the mortgages wow so one last question rick let me go <laughs> my mind is spinning no, yeah, um, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> so before before so say the hey uh, you call mr mr bob and you say hey, mr bob hey i just um, we're, we, we own your mortgage now. We're trying to work out a plan with you that we'd love for you to stay into the house. And you're going through the whole thing. And Mr. Bob says, you know what? Screw you. I don't want to ever pay. And so now you have to go through the actions of, just like you said, just like a renter, you're going to evict that person. Is that house yours because you purchased the, the note? No, you own, you own the lien against the property. If you want to, um, if you want to exercise um, your your right as a lien holder, you can foreclose on the property. You'd have to go through the foreclosure process to take possession of the property. But we we've nailed down our system so well that we actually foreclose on less than one percent of our portfolio, wow. which is unheard of in the industry. Um, there's a lot of hedge funds that just will start foreclosure and take back property because they want the property it's a property grab Mm -hmm. but um we've made our model the opposite where we want to keep them in their home because we want the cash flow stream that's more significant but you know there's pros and cons you know people that want the property you're going to get more money up front um cash flow stream you got to wait for it just like a buy and hold rental but um but you know we're long-term players Hey, you're listening to the Success Journey Show. Just a reminder, follow us on our social media at the Success Journey Show on Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube. Also, you can check us out on our website at thesuccessjourneyshow.com. Enjoy the rest of the show. Wow, I love, I love. That's another side of real estate I never thought of. Oh man! So it gets a little bit better too. So we have uh, we have a comp- so that that hedge fund that buys these non-performing mortgages is privately owned by my partner myself. Um, but we have a public company called Bequest Funds. It's an income fund. It pays out a nine percent annual pref to our investors on a monthly basis. So mm. this this is a fund that only buys in performing season mortgages from the secondary mortgage market. We buy them in at about a um, 11 to 13% yield and we pay out the investors 9%. Oh, so, wow. so that's kind of the way to, um, that's a way for us to be engaged with the investor community. Oh, wow. So, so then you're allowing somebody to let their money perform for them without even have to take on the, so, you know, quote unquote headache, even though you've worked mm-hmm. out your system for that 1% foreclosure, you're allowing somebody to come in and say, okay, um, I can use my money to invest in these notes without having to do the back, the back of the work in the backdrop. Okay. Yeah, and, and then like, I got, I got about 800,000 of my own cash. Uh, my partner has, you know, five, 600 of his own cash. So this was set up um, as as a, as a way to, it's an evergreen fund, so it doesn't expire. So you put in a million dollars, you get 90,000 annually paid monthly for the rest of your life. And so, and so this is, this is a, one of the vehicles that we use that brings cash flow into our existence monthly and, um, you know, clearing all the expenses and, and leaving us in a positive state. Monthly. 
Man, Martin, how in the world did you go from, hey, I'm going to corporate and we're going to start our own government federal contracting to even be able to think on this level? Because this could be overwhelming for people. Because, But I know that it didn't come something that came overnight for you. Something that you know, came together as you showed us going through the process, going through the different steps uh, in your evolution. So tell us, it, it doesn't have to be exactly, but more so the, the process about around growing to different from level to level as you're going on this journey and how to see these opportunities and be creative or learn from others that are doing these things as you are growing along the way. Note, guys, before you answer that note, he said, I'm only repeating this because he already said it. He said he had $800,000 of his own money in the investment um, uh, Evergreen. company, Evergreen. Mm-hmm. Uh, but remember, t- 20 minutes ago, he said he was 240 <laughs> in, the in, de- in the hole, right? Okay, yeah. I just want to keep, keep yeah. note of that, right? Talk to us. Give us more more details on just people, giving advice on the growth, right? And how to identify opportunities, how to take advantage of where you currently are, and how to continue and respect that process of learning so that you can be in these situations. Yeah, um, you know, I would first say that that my story, you know, doesn't doesn't have to be the pathway many take. You know, if you're working a corporate job, you have a family, you know, shouldn't up and leave the current situation. Um, with that said, uh, you know, an individual, um, you know, a, a parent, father, mother, they, they have an obligation to their family to, to learn this income game and to, to make a real run at it and so if you're not making what you need to be making at your current job you need a second job you need to um, learn how to be a professional investor Uh, but where you're taking on all these new initiatives and and uh, behaviors you also need to be cutting out pruning the bushes as Jim Rome talks about you know you need to be cutting out the things that are not bringing value in your life cutting the people out that are not bringing value in your life and it really starts there at that mm. point so mm. so i can't i can't like um i can't just tell you oh start start you know triple your income and start putting it away in passive income vehicles like bequest and and, and if you want to retire on you know 180,000 annually you need to put 2 million dollars in bequest cuz that that just means very little to a lot of people um until you start just with where you're at assessing where your current situation is where you and your family are um what do you need to remove from your life what do you need to add into your life and just start being a student of income top line, you know, increasing your top line situation, maybe getting a sales job, learning how to be a salesperson or, um, you know, how can you bring additional money into your family situation and then learn how to do that well as a starting point. And, and then, and then as an investor, so, so like my wife and I, we started our journey in 2004. We didn't buy our first uh, building till 2009. That's five years later. And then we had to dig ourselves out of a major hole just to get to that point. And we didn't really um, see financial freedom probably till 2015. So, so that's a six-year point from there. And so these are like, these are large clips of you know time and so but along the way i was forming disciplines i was always self-educating going to conferences going to seminars mm-hmm. and it really just takes a commitment to education i would yeah. say for conferences and seminars knowing that you, you name some of the big names of the you know the jim Rohn. i know you didn't go to jim Rohn yeah. conference but yeah <laughs> tony, Rob, tony robbins or uh, 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 even, um, oh my God, I can't remember his name. Just slipped my mind. Um, um, Les, 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 Brown, Les, Les Brown. Brown. Yeah. 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 Have you ever uh, gone to any of those conferences? I haven't seen Les. Um, 
I, I haven't seen less. I've seen, uh, you know, Grant Cardone, uh, Gary Vanderchuk, um, yeah. Yeah. you know, Tony Robbins, uh, just a few other, a uh, few of the Sharks, um, Damon John. Yeah. And uh, uh, Peter, Mark. I think. Oh, Peter. Okay. Peter. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, Peter. I don't know his last name, but yeah, I've seen. Yeah. But, but, but I'm not, but even like uh, industry specific conferences. So there's a lot of investor conferences in various industries and just mm -hmm. kind of going around there and uh, building a new inner circle, a new crop of people that you associate with. Everyone I associate with is positive, is focused on financial freedom, is um, always self-educating. They have funds themselves that they operate, you know, so Correct. these are, and so I just surround myself with these individuals as, as a way mm. just kind of build my world. Yes. My, my grandmother always told me birds of a feather flock together. My grandmother yeah. always said that to me. And when I was younger, I was like, oh, my, you're talking craziness. But as I, as I was going through, I understood exactly what she meant when she said birds of a feather flock together. Uh, yeah. Iron sharp with iron. You're very right. Rick and I went to a conference. Um, we just came back yes yesterday, and just the rubbing your shoulders with the right people and talking to someone and somebody seeing your idea and then you, it sparks something. That's that's something great that you can't that you can't obtain anywhere if you just sit in your in your living room, right? And just watch yeah. TV and said, oh yeah. Whatever. Now let's talk about when you come back from those conferences. Let's talk about that high because we're, we, Ricky and I ha, um, are going through it right now. You go, you come back from the conference and you're on a high, right? Yeah. And then you come back and then it kind of it's kind of it kind of dips, and now you have to go into work mode to implement what you've what you've learned or what ideas you've got there. How how did you work through that portion of all those different conferences and when you got back and um, to go into work mode. Yeah, I think there's a lot of pre-conference work that can be done. So in other words, um, before you go to the conference, you know, who are the speakers that are going to be speaking there? Um, who are some of the attendees? And going through LinkedIn, connecting with all of them, um, you know, figuring out where you may have some synergies. And so that way you kind of go with a pre-plan, maybe invite some people to do coffee breaks, and so that way you're kind of going with a strategy in mind. And so that's going to make your experience more meaningful at the conferences and then have a post action plan so that you have some sustainability around, you know, your investment to go to the conference and you're, and, and you know, maybe you have identified five people that you're like, Hey, I really need to get close to this for these individuals. They're where I want to be in five years or 10 years, or um, they're just kind of the same mindset that I feel good when I'm around them and, and just kind of start building the deeper rooted relationships with them and, and see what conferences, other conferences they go to and try to stay within that, that, you know, same circle of individuals. Yes, yes. Mm. I'm, I'm writing these notes. Yeah. Oh, goodness. Yeah, writing... <laughs> I, I know Ricky was, and he's going to share them with me. I know he's going to, he's going to say, Hey, we're not doing this. Martin said, do this. Marlon. <laughs> well, I would, I would also say this too. Um, don't, don't be shy about asking the conference promoter if you can speak on a panel. Oh, yeah. and, you, know, you may, you may, yeah, may feel like, Hey, I don't have enough to say at this point, or I'm not where I want to be. Or, you know, a lot of people kind of have those fears and doubts, but, um, but, you know, you'd be surprised. A lot of people, I speak at conferences all the time. And, um, cause I've, I've written four books and oh, wow. three of which are on the notes industry ones on the government contracting industry. So I kind of get mm -hmm. asked that way, but, um, even, even me, like I'll go and I'll be like, wow, what an honor. I don't think I'm worthy to be there with these individuals, but you just never know where someone's at and you never know what the con sometimes the conference promoters are looking for someone's story as they're coming up. And they're not looking for someone that says like, oh, I got $200 million assets under management. They're not because you're too far removed from the audience. Maybe mm. the audience just needs to Correct. hear about, hey, I picked up my 10th rental. You know, I'm rolling. I'm doing one, you know, 
doing five acquisitions a year, you know, I, plus I work my job and people sometimes need to hear that as an inspiration. Yeah, love it. Wow. I'm going to, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. I'm going to pick your brain a little bit more now that um, COVID has happened and uh, everyone went into this uh, mortuary when it comes to the uh, 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 housing and Mm -hmm. everything else. Uh, How do you feel? I know you're in, you, I know you don't want to see anybody, you know, go into that financial strain when it comes to their house. Do you foresee that there's going to be a lot more notes um, to be purchased now that we're coming out on the other side of that mortuary? Yeah, I think there'll be an uptick. Um, I I don't know that it's, uh, it's not, I don't know that it's all fully attributed to the moratoriums and with evictions and and forbearance and whatnot. Um, That's part of it. I think inflation is really, is is really rearing its head and i don't think that's going anyway interest rates hikes right just this week um we're talking yeah. about major major hikes that's going to affect all of us as real estate investors but it's going to also affect the tenants right with rent rental increases there are yeah. they've already been seeing that the past few years so at some point it's just you know people are just going to get priced out of the rental market, of um, being able to make their mortgage payments. So um, there might be an increase in, in product as a result. Um, but I don't see our business model of, of working with homeowners in a compassionate way changing in any way. I think, you know, even more, we we'll have to get even more compassionate as we work with individuals. But um, I, I think there'll be, I think it'll be interesting when, interest rate hikes, inflation, it's going to bust a lot of the mom and pop real estate investors out of the market. It's going to turn them off. Um, You know, some that just bought this year may be upside down by next year. And so um, there may, there might be kind of a a cleansing process over the next few years for for the community. So you got to buy correctly, right? You got to correct. Yeah. It's hard to buy correctly when, you know, the comps are being changed almost monthly. Some comps yeah. are being changed on the on, on the property, making it hard for you to even get in there because now the owner is saying, I'm not going to take less than X because three houses just down a block or a building across the way or a warehouse, whatever the situation is, just sold for X. So, yeah, it's, it's a tricky, it's a very tricky time right now. Yeah, yeah, I, I agree with you. Um, I agree with you. I, I think there's more opportunity on the commercial side, whereas um, you might have some older individuals that are retiring and they may have a portfolio of uh, property. And if you can catch it as a pocket listing before it gets gets on the uh, CoStar or LoopNet or something like that, then you have more, more ability and uh, to take down a portfolio of properties. And, and they may own them free and clear, so you may have seller financing option available to you but when you're buying kind of one-offs um through the mls or just just you know th- through the retail through realtors then it's a tough it's a tough nut right now yeah it is it is oh man man you got me on the other this is, this <laughs> you want to go good, to the notes that <laughs> yeah the, the the notes i'm telling you uh, you just opened my mind to a whole different um way of thinking when it comes to real estate because uh, I yeah. never, you know, 2008, you know, it's a combination of, of, of what they were doing in terms of, you know, but they're doing it in a bad way. Uh, you're doing it, like you said, in a compassionate way. Your objective is not to see somebody out of their, their domicile. It's actually to yeah. keep them there. So Yeah, but, you know, like there's some note investors that buy notes on vacant properties. So you just, mm. you get a deed in lieu. You know, you get a deed. Obviously, you got to do a title search. You have to understand all the liens on the property, but you get a deed in lieu. Uh, borrower signs over the property in exchange for debt forgiveness, and now you have a property you just purchased on discount. So there's there's other other uh, ways to play ways it. Other than, yeah, and I uh, we got to talk off uh, after this. After this is done, we I gotta pick your brain 
I don't know what your consultation price is or whatever the situation is, but we, I definitely got to it. I'll mail you a book if you send me an address. Um, but there's some conferences. I'll let you know some conferences. Yeah, I please do. Please do. Please read, do. Read some books and attend conference. That's what I did out of the gate. I mean, that's how I really got set up, is doing both of those things. Open nah, I love it. Man, Mara, you, you have filled us up with so much. Uh, man, you added to the whole list of... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you, the list of to-dos. You know, <laughs> yeah, quite as kept, you know, we, Ricky and I have set up our company to actually do government contracts. So it's, okay. it, we have our whole cage number. We have the all, mm-hmm. whole uh, uh, Dunham Bradstreet, uh, everything where Sam's, we're on Sam. So we've done. We're kind of. We're not. We're not <laughs> right behind you, but we're. We're on Have the you same applied for your eight A? Have you applied uh, for yeah. your eight A? So that's the next thing that we need to do. We're we're applying for the eight A. Um, okay. So you have, have to have some sales. On, do you have some sales under your belt? Because you're gonna. That's the SBA is gonna really, um, you know, hone on that. Sales, as in for government the government contracting sales. Yeah, no, they, they want that before they, they approve your S- SBA. They want to know yeah. that you you have past performance and the capabilities to successfully perform on a government contract before they go the extra mile to give you your 8A. Yeah. Mm. yeah, and even if you even if you're on as a even if you're on as a um a sub, could that still fulfill that requirement? Oh, you know what? That might. That might, there's a um, guy out of Ohio, GSA Proposals. He's one of the mo- more affordable guys that help get your GSA or get 8A. I, 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 I got my, uh, we got our own 8A okay. ourselves. It took a year and it took like- I heard. It was brutal. If I, I could do it over again, I would have paid someone. Every, everyone, almost everyone that I've spoken to or seen testimonials of, they say that 8A process when they try to do it themselves, because they, they're not clear on what you have to send in. And they had so many times they had to go back and forth. Yeah. That, that funny. Yeah. Oh, it's frustrating. And it's not like a back and forth, like we're talking here. It's like, it's like you submit month one and then month three you get a denial for something that you may have already turned in already, but they just oversaw it or something. Yeah. And then, and then that's another two months. And then, so it's just like, it's brutal that way. Yeah. 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 Rick, man. So I'm sorry. Hey, travelers. I'm very sorry for hogging the questioning and everything. But this is great, man. This is, this is what we're here for. This I'm I'm so Yeah. You just, you Martin just started came on the- and just share this because um, just hearing your journey from the beginning to where you are now is a true testament of the journey show. Uh, thank you. And we really appreciate you sharing the story. Um, but and, and travelers really want you to to just hone in on a lot of the key things that Martin said that really made him and his wife, his family, who they are today. And, and, and that one, one of those things were, you know, taking those, those, those steps, taking those steps, organizing their, their lives along the way, not jumping from zero to a hundred, um, but really growing and taking advantage of the group. I mean, he came out, he came out the gate talking about the, the top motivational speakers uh, in the world uh, that he listens to uh, and, and, and really work on his personal development. You know, a lot of us are wanting to work on our financial wealth, but we're not willing to work on ourselves personally. Um, and you cannot achieve the financial wealth that you want to receive unless your personal development is improving as well. So I encourage you through this year, um, I know it's something I'm doing for myself. I know there's different couple of areas in my life where I feel as though that I didn't pay much attention to over the last few years. Um I, I really feel that I've reached, I'm, I'm at a different point in life where I don't feel equipped, right? You know, they say what got you here isn't a thing that's going to keep you here, right? You know, you get to that point, I was like, okay, now what, what do I need to do now to enhance myself for continual growth? 
and just be be a committed learner and, a, and committed to just really reaching the, the potential that is there for your life. So, Mar, I really, really am grateful. Marlon and I are grateful for you to come on, coming on this show and just sharing your journey with us. It, it, it has been amazing. And we definitely will. We'll hopefully, you know, Marlon, for sure, just connect with you offline. And uh, I'm hoping to be right behind you uh, yeah. in, that, in those discussions. Great. Definitely. Great. Yeah, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed my time. Thank you, yeah, guys. Could, yeah, you, yeah. could you share with us um, uh, ways that people can just get in contact with you if they're interested in more information uh, about what you do, interested in being an investor uh, in your program or your fund, I should say? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. You can go to bqfunds.com. That's bqfunds.com. Or you can email me at martin at bqfunds.com. And I'll be happy to, if you have any general questions, I'll answer a government contracting question. I may have to kind of dust off, uh, dust off the knowledge on that. <laughs> think about it for a little bit. But, uh, but once you sell to the, to the feds, I mean, you, it, that, that kind of sticks with you like a tattoo and you yeah. don't, you don't, you don't lose that. You don't lose those yes, memories. The whole other podcast. <laughs> um, we used to work at the Pentagon and, uh, that oh, was man. our big contract and so i was there um you know i would be there all night on projects because uh we would be working in the hallways and you had to do the work when people weren't working and Correct. so mm. uh, proposals uh gosh you know projects by day proposal writing by night that's a whole other story mm. oh man i man. love it i love it martin well travelers we want to thank you again for joining us for uh, another episode of the success journey show Hey, why don't you leave a review on any of the listening platforms that you enjoy listening to our show on and also share it with uh, a friend, a neighbor, whoever that may need this uplifting content is listening to the stories of, of people that are just like them um, win and succeed uh, in life by really dedicating themselves and committing themselves to be their best selves. We want to thank you for joining us and we'll see you guys again next week at the same time on the Success Journey Show. Everyone have a good one. Bye. Right, one love. You've been listening to The Success Journey Show, where your dreams, drive, determination, and diligence are the foundation to success. For more information, check out thesuccessjourneyshow.com. The Journey Squad is here helping you to your destination.